This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. How would you respond to the news that you had only a few months to live? Would your response be anger? Maybe despair? Denial? Fear? How about peace? That's what happened to Lori Wagner when her doctor gave her the news of her own pending mortality. She said she asked God for a talk after she got the news. She also says that God answered her question. As a result, she now says, I'm a winner. I know God. Lori is my guest today on World Lutheran News Digest. Today's Fast Track. A Colorado man faces three first-degree murder charges for allegedly killing his pregnant wife and two young daughters, but not a fourth for allegedly killing their unborn baby boy. The Coloradan reports that the Weld County District Attorney's Office formally charged Christopher Watts, age 33, of Frederick, Colorado, on Monday. The charges include three counts of first-degree murder for the deaths of 34-year-old Shannon, 4-year-old Celeste, and 3-year-old Bella Watt. Two counts a first-degree murder for a person under 12, all being in a position of trust, and three counts of tampering with a deceased body. His only charge related to the unborn baby's death is one count of unlawful termination of pregnancy, a charge that does not acknowledge the unborn baby's life or death. A federal judge has ordered that $718,000 in compensation be paid to the Catholic Benefits Association after its successful religious freedom legal fight against mandated health care coverage that would have violated Catholic beliefs. The payment goes to the group's legal fees and litigation costs. Dating back to 2012 under President Barack Obama, the Department of Health and Human Services tried to mandate health plan coverage of sterilization and contraceptives that include some drugs that can cause abortion. A school board in Pennsylvania is considering a new proposal to allow the Planned Parenthood abortion chain access to its high school students. Last year, the Reading School Board narrowly rejected a proposal to put a Planned Parenthood-run health center inside the Reading High School school after strong public outcry, but abortion supporters are trying again. Under the new proposal, the abortion group would not run the health center inside the high school, but still would be involved. The Coe County Wellness Services and Burke's Teens Matter would run the center inside the school, and funding would come from the Pennsylvania Department of Health. This according to a board presentation last week. However, Burke's Teens Matter lists the abortion chain Planned Parenthood Keystone as a partner organization on its website. And last week's presentation included the abortion group on its partner list as well. Alliance Defending Freedom sent a letter Monday to Hawaii Attorney General Russell Suzuki in response to a news release that he issued last month with misleading information about how the federal tax code applies to nonprofits, including churches. The news release seeks to silence churches and nonprofitable charitable organizations inappropriately, threatening their tax-exempt status if they speak about political issues during the upcoming election season. The ADF letter explains that not only is the information Suzuki issued overstated and lopsided, telling churches and other nonprofits what they supposedly cannot do, but saying very little about what they can do. 
but he also has no authority to enforce federal tax law. World Liquor News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. Have a question or comment for us at Worldwide KFUO? It's easy to contact us on our website, kfuoam.org. On our homepage, click on Contact Us, where you'll find a map and directions to the station, our telephone numbers, and an online contact form. You can also send an email to our in-studio account, kfuo at kfuo.org. We'd be happy to hear from you today. Thanks for listening to Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran in St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's in New Athens and Trinity in Darmstadt, and we welcome you to listen to Wrestling with the Basics. Matt, 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 let go of me, Matt. No, no, it's not real wrestling. We're just talking about Bible issues. No. Oh, 9.05 Saturday mornings, 8.50 a.m. KFUO. Este é Notícias Luteranas pelo Mundo. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. My guest today is a very special lady named Lori Wagner. Lori and I go back about 20 years. We've been old friends for a long time. We used to work together at the Desert Sun newspaper out in California. Recently, Lori had something that shook her life. Lori, would you tell the audience what happened and how, what's going on now? Well, I had a really bad neck issues. I couldn't move my neck, and I thought that I had some um, lymph nodes that were swollen that need to be checked out. And I went to the ER, and they did a neck uh, a CAT scan and found out that I had uh, small cell lung cancer. And they said me up for all these other tests and it turned out that it spread everywhere so there was nothing they could do about it. So basically you've been told it's terminal. Yes. Basically the doctor actually, the oncologist actually said, how would you like How would you like to what? Die. Okay. And what was your response? Well, if there is no other outcome of this, no matter what they do, I don't want chemo. I don't want radiation. I'm just going to let the good Lord do his thing. It's his call. I've been following your situation on Facebook a lot. 
And uh, Laurie, the thing that has struck me so much about this is how upbeat a you are about that. And you are upbeat because you have an unshakable faith in our Lord God. I do. I do. Have you always had this faith, or is it something that has come out more deeply since you've gotten this news? How, how is that working? I've always had faith in God. My mom raised me in church, and I mean, I don't always believe everything, but I have that strong foundation under my feet of my faith in God, and me and him talk all day, every day. <laughs> I just... It's just little conversations in my head that I have with him. And when I'm needing some, some answers or whatever, for some reason, he gives it to me in the way of a gut feeling. And if the gut feeling is a happy type, I know where, which, which door I need to walk through. Because there's always those two doors. There is. You always have choices. Uh, yes, and, you... and when I walk through the the right door, the one that feels good in my gut, things work out the way they're supposed to. I was explaining to a, a pastor on another program I do uh, not too long ago. Uh, I don't know if you recall, I had a pretty bad heart attack back in 2004. Yes, I did hear about that. And, yes. uh, and I remember when I was in the, uh, I was in intensive care, uh, I actually had a great sense of peace because suddenly all the day-to-day -day pressures didn't matter anymore. The, it, yes, and, I have that feeling too. And the other thing was is that the only real question was if I would live or if I would die. And if I lived, I returned to my family and friends. And if I died, I'd be with God. So I would win either way. And you would still be with family and friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You're a winner either way. If you know God and he's in your heart and you praise and you worship him and you give him all the glory, you're a winner. No matter what happens, you're a winner. When you were given this diagnosis, what was the first thing you said to God? We need to talk. <laughs> and what did you and so Daryl and I just walked out of the doctor's office, got in the car, and we both came home and looked at each other and said, we're just going to let it ride out and let God do his thing. And we both had the same thought in our head and in our heart, and we knew two months of chemo is, I mean, Giving me chemo is only going to keep me alive for two months longer, but I'm going to be sicker than I would if I just wrote it out. Well, that was going to be my next question, is that you said at the very beginning you decided not to go with any chemo or radiation. You're just going yeah. now with, I guess, uh, I think it's called palliative care. Yes. Yes. And so you're just, basically, it's, it's to make things as comfortable for you as possible. I went through this same thing with my wife, who was terminally ill. And uh, so that, sorry that, about that. Well, it was time, and I learned a great deal from it. Um, but you know, they start with palliative care, which uh, just basically treats the symptoms, and then it moved into hospice, where it was much more aggressive in the treatment. I took hospice right off the bat to take stress off of Daryl, so he wouldn't be at work worrying about me at home. And. Uh, I mean, I can still do things. I just, 
can't do things for longer than like five minutes. <laughs> and then I got to rest for like five, six hours <laughs> afterwards. It's really hard on their boss. It must be. Uh, and I'm very much impressed that despite everything that's happening to you and it's happening to your body and your spirit, you're so concerned about Daryl. I'm very, yes, because Daryl's family doesn't live here and, you know, and he's got a busy job and he's gone more than he's home. He's home more now since the diagnosis, but and the I like him to be able to go to work because it keeps his mind off of things. And I, I do. I worry about him because he's a very sensitive, good man. He is. And me and him are like, we're just soulmates. God brought me to Palm Springs for a reason. And it was to meet that man. And I did not know that. And he, we didn't know each other. We didn't meet online. We didn't. It was, I just met him at the newspaper. And I know God sent me to him because I was in a really abusive marriage for 15 years. And to go from that to Daryl was a, just a gift from God. I know just as Daryl's co-worker, I, I had a lot of inter interactions with Daryl and with you for that matter. He's a good man. And he is a fabulous man. He was a great friend. Yeah. He was a, a, a good co- I haven't seen Daryl in seven, eight years, but by God, I think about him every single day. And you as well. Both of you are very good friends to me. Yeah. He, he's, he talks about you all the time, too, when we're discussing Palm Springs and our time there and whatnot and Palm Springs taught me a lot and you know I never left my family until I finally I mean I had to move to a completely different state to get away from my ex-husband that's how bad it was oh I'm sorry to hear that I left everything behind everything and but I got so much more and it wasn't and it didn't have to do with things or money or it had to do with just finding real, true, unconditional love. Finding that soulmate, the one that God has out there picked this for you. Isn't that amazing how that works out? And, and, and some people get to meet them and some people never do. And I think it's just they're, they're picking the wrong door. I know when, uh, when my wife passed away, I was, uh, I was in pretty bad shape. And uh, I spent some time out in New Mexico with my brother, <laughs> just kicking back and looking at the sky. And I met a uh, <clears throat> a lady I had known years earlier, uh, back from my St. Louis days where I grew up. And since then, we've gotten together, we've gotten married. And I have to tell you, Lori, I would never have expected to have this happen at this, this stage in my life. And I can't tell you how happy I am with my life. God had a plan. I didn't know it. You know, yes. There's the old joke. You opened the door and you walked through it because it felt right. Absolutely. You know, there's the old joke. You know, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him what your plans are. <laughs> yeah, because we think we're in control. I think again. <laughs> because if you think that, you're seriously wrong. <laughs> Lori, could you give me an idea of what your typical day is like? <clears throat> well, with Daryl. Sorry about that. My oh, tumor was doing me issues there. 
Uh, my typical day is uh, I'm up and down, up and down, because I can't stay, lay down in one place for too long. I can't sit in one place for too long. It, gets, it starts to hurt. I start getting in a lot of pain. and So it's more like just, you know, I get up, I get some coffee. If Daryl's still here and not gone to work yet or if he's, I'll sit, I visit with him as much as possible. As much as I can, I'm talking to Daryl and, you know, just getting all the time I can with him. Do a little bit of things. I do have a lady that comes in and helps me with the house once a week. Um, and home hospice, they come almost every day of the week. I got somebody here doing something, you know, whether it's the maid or hospice, you know, changing my my patches for my pain and, you know, doing my vitals and all that. And they're a wonderful staff of people. So I got really lucky there. <laughs> I tell you, I've been in 2004. I was in a hospice at the Desert Regional Hospital, and you know how that hospital's like. Yeah, right. That was no fun. That was no fun at all. And I and I told Daryl, I said, don't ever put me in one of those, please. And he promised, and, and then go to show you that Medicare covers home hospice. Covers it all. I don't even have to go to the pharmacy. They come to me. Yeah, that's what. Um, you know, that's that's the way. Uh, that was my experience with it as well. And I have to tell you, I think that there is a, a special place in heaven for these home hospice workers. They're wonder. Well, the the first one I had wasn't so. That was a state funded one, mm -hmm. and they weren't very good. So I only had them for like forty eight hours, and then I got into this new one, and uh, they're fabulous. I love every one of them. I just do, and they. They're like you, they, they tell me, because they deal with people that are dying every day. And they said, you are the strongest patient I have ever seen wow. in my life. You do everything you can to make us smile when that's our job, to make you smile. And I said, well, I smile because I know God. And I want people to ask me, how do you, how do you get through this without being angry and spiteful? And because I, and then I get to tell them because I know God. I know God and he's getting me through this. This is of no work of mine. This is just me listening to what God's telling me to do. We have a saying here at uh, at the International Center where I work. Uh, the saying is, begin your day with prayer and end your day with prayer. Yeah, and that's what it is. I, when my eyes open, it's immediately, thank you, God, for another day. It's another day I get to fight to live for another day. And you, I think, more than most people realize how much of a gift each day is. Yes, yes. Despite the, pain, despite the pain, despite the infirmities, you know just how important it is for you to go for one more day. Yeah, I, my goal right now is to make it to Thanksgiving because my niece had a baby a year ago, and they're coming oh. here Thanksgiving, and I want to still be alive <laughs> for that because I have not met my niece's 
daughter who's a year old now and I mean we FaceTime all the time so she knows who I am mm-hmm. and I, I just want to see her and play with her you know as much as I can and you know and just and see my sister my brother-in-law I would love that but if I'm not here they're still coming to be with Daryl so I think that's pretty awesome I got a good family I think another another lesson that that is learned here, not just by you, but by me as an observer and, and through my own experience, is just how important family is. Well, family is so important. And what's so strange is me and Daryl don't differ on any family. <laughs> oh, and I think that's crazy because we both love our family so much. Maybe that's why I'm on the phone with my family all the time. I keep the family talking. My nieces say I am the glue that keeps the family together, Ah. even if we're not in the same state, because I keep us talking. I I make us get in each other's business. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) Just because you're, you're, you're dying doesn't mean that you can't be strong. In fact, I think. And I never really thought I was a strong person. I thought I was just such the weakest person in the world because I put up with this horrible man for 15 years. I mean, I just let him run me down into the dirt to make me think that I was just no good and not worthy of love or anything. And I finally just couldn't take it anymore and I left and. Life has gotten better, and I've been the happiest the last 16 years of my life. I've been the happiest, and I've been sick the last 16 years of my life, just not terminal Mm -hmm. sick, just disabled sick. And I've been sick this whole time, and I have been the happiest. And I think one thing you realize is that you know, you said that you felt like you weren't worthy of love because of your first husband. But if you're worthy of God's love. Yeah, of course. I know, right? Yeah. That, that's the kind of thinking he had me. You know, and if I went to church or talked about God, I would get laughed at by him and my daughter. They would laugh at me. Oh, you're so stupid. I can't believe you're going to a church to a God that doesn't even exist. And oh, it's like, you guys have no idea. But you kept on, God, you held on to your faith despite all that. Yes. Absolutely. One thing my mom did do right, and that was <laughs> raising me in church. I mean, of course, as a teenager, I was a, I rebelled and I did all the teenager stupid things that they do. And Yeah, me too. And I, you know, you turn your back away a little bit from God and then... You and then you grow up, and then you're like, ah, I got to get back get back to praying again, and you know, doing Bible study and things like that. I got to get back to that because that's really who I am. And of course, then you realize that God never turns his back on you. Oh, he never. No, he never does. He just waits for us to come back. He does, and that, that's an amazing thing. You know, I, I had a similar story where I turned my back for many years. Oh, thank yeah. thank God I had enough time to to reverse that. Right. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I know what you mean by that. I really do know what you mean by that because it's just like an aha moment. Well, yeah, there's there's another old story, you know. It, well, I'll wait until the eleventh hour. Well, what happens if you're called at ten thirty? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so right. <laughs> That's a good one, <laughs> and it's so true. It, it, and it, you know, and I just want to people out there that don't know God, or they've been told about God but don't know whether to believe or this or that. What do you have to lose to just believe and invite Him into your heart to to live there? And he's I our- mean, what? There's no risk there no no you win either way you know god's yeah. always there you just listen to him as you did I, I love that that expression you said when you came back when you first got the diagnosis you said god we need to talk i That's love that exactly and me and god <laughs> yeah they talk about a certain subject he god knew he knew what i was talking about because he already knew i was gonna say it yeah because he's all-knowing well, Lori, Lori, we're coming toward the end of the program. We've okay. got about a minute or two left. What is the most important thing that you would like to share with the audience? Don't be afraid. And don't wait to do things in life. Don't wait. Do them. Do those things in life you want to do. Don't wait. Because you never know. God could come at any time, the second coming, something can happen. And then that one thing that you wanted to do so badly, you didn't get to do. Just do it. If Daryl and I were going to wait till he retired to go to Hawaii, well, we didn't. We went in 2015, and it was the best vacation ever. And I'm so glad we did not wait. Don't wait to do those things. God doesn't want you to wait. There might not be a tomorrow. Exactly. Lori, God's blessings on you and God's blessings on Daryl. He is a saint. He is a saint. (laughs) He truly is. I love that man. (laughs) And I will see you again in heaven. Yes, you will, Kip. And thank you so much for calling. It has been good to hear from you. And you too. God bless you both. Bless you too, Kip. Have a great day. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.